Feeling introductory today. Because it's been a while. Because it's episode 101, Intro to Riverdale. Actually, it's chapter 101, Unbelievable. Written and directed by James DeWill. I mean, and I'm, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this. I think it's interesting that uh, uh, James, my friend James, he and I are on our first date. <laughs> yeah, basis. yeah, you guys know each other. Uh, you hang out, go, go get beers. He prefers tea when we go out. Oh, oh, what do you get? Because you don't like tea. I get the beers, obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, and <laughs> oh, so you go to that one coffee shop that I know of that has all types of stuff you would have at a coffee shop, but they also usually have six beers on tap. Yeah, you've driven me there when I meet up with my friend James. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, I, you know, I don't normally go. I'm, I'm usually doing other things. But the point is that uh, he has written a number of episodes before. He has directed a number of episodes before. But this week, he's become the very first writer-director in 101 episodes. Like ever? Ever. Not even our buddy Roberto? He's not a director. <gasps> At least not yet. You know how these things go. We've had three or four episodes directed by cast members now. Anything could happen. I, I feel like I have somehow tricked myself into thinking that he had. <laughs> <laughs> so that's shocking and confusing. But we um dive into this episode the, the next day, uh, it, shortly after... It's practically right where we left off twice. Yes. The bomb. The bomb. The bomb that we've seen explode twice now. We finally get the aftermath. Which is Alice looking through the explosion hole. Yeah, yeah. She's looking out of what was once Betty's room into what should have been Archie's window, but instead is the smoldering hole. We have Alice there with Frank, Betty... Archie and Jughead, and they're like, okay, so, like, tell us what happened again. And it's like, well, Archie and I were in his room. You know, wink. They don't say that because everybody knows. You don't mm. need a wink. So so basically the phone rang, and a mystery caller that they whose voice they do not recognize saved Archie and Betty. They, they trusted this voice enough to stand up and run out of the room instead of being like, no, you don't know anything about my, my car's warranty, click. Uh, yeah. Oh no, we're dead. That's not what happened. And, and they're like, we, we ran downstairs and we ran under one of the tables and that mm -hmm. saved us from the bomb. Jughead was in the garage, as we know, mm -hmm. and that's about all he had to say. Alice is, of course, like, y'all need to go to the hospital. But Jughead doesn't have insurance for that, and uh, uh, she's only technically responsible for Betty, so she only gets Betty to go get so checked she out. She drags Betty's yes. ass out of there. While and Frank has follow-up questions to go back next door in the Andrews home. So so Frank wants to ask some follow-up questions, because yes. he is not buying the tale of them like, <laughs> okay, so wait, like you, you hit under a table, and that saved you. The table that's absolutely gone. No, no, no. It's the other table, the one that's vaporized. <laughs> yeah. And how are you fine? But then they are interrupted by Bingo. Bingo is buried under the rubble, and they gotta save him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gotta save Bingo. They, they get to work saving their, their little dog, too. And uh, now we just get a series of scenes where everybody talks about the explosion, and they all basically start with somebody walking in and saying, Archie's house 
blew up. <laughs> My favorite one is Jugheads, I think, yeah. <laughs> because he just walks into Pops and they're like, Yo, what's going on? And there's this wonderful pause before mm-hmm. Blew Up. That's just how, great. How do you say that? Even with the lives these people have lived, you know, how, how do you say that and make it sound real? So he's like, hey, can I, like, stay at your place for a while? And Tabitha says yes, and there's a big hug, and Pop Tate is looking on affectionately and supportively. Uh, and as Jughead's leaving, the, the bell on the ding, door ding, rings, ding, ding, ding. And, and he gets ringing in his ear. Gets Some, an, something's going on. He gets the sort of tinnitus that on a TV show always means hearing loss arc. Whoa. Usually, yes. Yep, always. Uh, Fangs and Tony are with Kevin, and Kevin's breaking the big news that, like, hey, you know, I've always wanted to make it on Broadway, so, like, I'm going to Broadway. And they're like, great, so you know, we're in a relationship. This this basically starts with Kevin having the same conversation with his exes that he just had with his dad. Yes. Because this is, remember, taking place immediately after the season five finale, six chapters ago. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not mad that he didn't leave. I was expecting more of a time skip. If it's the next day, it's fine. It's the next day. He doesn't have to have left yet. I'm okay. No, no, Kevin is uh, very, very surprised to hear about Tony and Fang's relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, that's, that's, that's not really what this scene is about. This scene is about them defining what bisexual means for the people in the back. Yeah. Well, I think it's more, uh, please don't be <laughs> mad at us for making them a couple. We promise they're still bisexual. Yes. Pinky promise we love you heart. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get mad at us on Instagram just because they're in an opposite gender relationship doesn't mean they're not bisexual. It happens. Which is very true. It does happen, and we yeah. just stop saying the people that are... You don't immediately become straight because you're in an opposite gender relationship. Yes. Unfortunately, it reads more as, please don't be mad at us. Because they're telling Kevin, who's like, yeah. Yeah. What? Like, Amen to that. Okay. <laughs> like, what? You don't have to explain to me that you are still bi and proud to be in... Quote, proud to be members of the queer community. He's like, great, me too. <laughs> it would be. I've a, dated you both. This is great. It Not would be dated a, you both. Actually, never dated Tony. It would be a very different scene and a much funnier scene if they had set up some character. I don't know, maybe Frank as like a guy who's <laughs> yeah. supportive, but like doesn't really get the finer points of definitions. It would have been funny if it was Archie who was like... Someone who would just like nod along and go, huh, you know, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it's just so like, they might as well turn to camera and say, hey kids, put your phones down for a second. Just let's be real. So you know, you are still by (laughs) if you decide to... Be in a straight passing relationship. <laughs> this this isn't erasure. This is parenthood. They really do care about each they really other. Really care about each. Well, weird. Uh, so now it's uh, uh, the Blossom Clan's turn for the big news. Yeah. After a few more, you know, phone call. Bomb went off. Mm-hmm, eh, mm-hmm. Bomb went off. Veronica finding off. Bomb went off. It's probably my dad. She wakes up in bed with Reggie. That's still happening in this universe. Don't worry. Because Reggie didn't get kidnapped by Satan. <laughs> 
Britta comes storming in with uh, Mistress Cheryl. Mm-hmm. A bomb went off. <laughs> and, well, with more details of, uh, you know, a bomb went off at Archie's. And and Cheryl is shocked and confused and concerned with the idea that maybe her curse was real? And Nana's like, oh dear, were they killed? <laughs> And like, yeah, you seemed pretty sure the curse was real when you did it. Was that just for show? Because you didn't even do it in public. It was just you and Britta and Grandmama. Well, now our actions are starting to bite us in the butt because we're a little worried that we brought back Abigail and like we're cursing everyone. Mm -hmm. And oh no, she needs to take care of this. There, there is usually a, a hiccup. In between seasons, right? They're, they're subtle things have to change in order to uh, uh, be a jumping on point. Like, eh, remember this? Uh-uh-uh. I can see the necessity because not everybody is going to remember that there was literal actual witchcraft, undeniable supernatural uh, uh, elements for the first time at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. But for this to be the fix, for Cheryl to be like, wait, I was doing real magic? Hell yes, Cheryl loves real magic. <laughs> there, there's some things that are a little weird about the the whole magic plot give, in this. Give that line to Britta. Be like, oh, I thought we were just like playing Ouija board games. No, you cursed people. Uh, so Archie and Frank are at the vet. And uh, he's like, hey, <laughs> have you called your mom? Archie's like, no, I haven't yet. Like, I don't want her to worry. Archie, it's her house. It's her house. She <laughs> owns it. She needs to contact the insurance. She's going to read about this on the Riverdale newspaper that she subscribed to online. What yeah. the fuck? She, she's on Jughead's Substack. Absolutely. <laughs> she follows Jughead's tweets. She's going to know. Jughead is... Jughead was so happy when they raised the character limit to 280 because now his threads only have to be 10 or more tweets long. Oh. The boy don't shut up, especially when he's writing. So the vet comes out and she's like, hey, are you Bingo's dads? And they say yes. yes. No hesitation. No hesi- we are co-dads of Bingo. He has a third dad that isn't here right now, too. But we'll make sure he knows what's going on. Uh, and Bingo s- broke all four of his legs. <laughs> legs he will be fine she's like you know i want to keep him for a week for observation and i'm like you yeah you do yes he's gonna be in four casts doug can't walk what you have the specialized facilities please keep this dog give this dog lots of drugs (laughs) and i'm very glad that bingo will be okay because i was like what the fuck we are not killing bingo please do not do not kill bingo i need a warning if we're killing bingo Thank you. Thank you for just letting the sun set on Vegas off screen for, you know, purposes of realism. A thing this show is very concerned with. (laughs) Thank you for not making us watch that. Uh, So Jughead is hanging out at Tabitha's, typing away on the computer, or not Mm -hmm. computer, his typewriter. And it sounds a little funny. He's having, it's very muffled. He's having a hard time hearing it. A little more tinnitus noises. Uh, and he, he doesn't hear Tabitha comes in, come in and he gets spooked. And they are living in their Rivervale apartment set. She is. Yes. He doesn't live there technically. He he is crashing in her place, which is their Rivervale apartment set. Yes. And so, uh, he tells her about how he, you know, started his article about a cherished family home, 
But now it's turning into taking Hiram down for the villain he is. How do you know? Were you watching the show? Did you see him with the detonator like we did? (laughs) I mean, like, obviously it's Hiram. Who else is going to blow up Archie? (laughs) (laughs) Who else cares that much about Archie? Seriously. I guess one particular bear in the Canadian wilderness (laughs) might want to blow up Archie. Yeah, yeah. Like, who who else would it be? What other, like... He doesn't have any other villains right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, the the rest are all dead. They're all dead. So it has to be Hiram. <laughs> Penelope's alive. Does he know she's alive? Does she care about Is Archie? Is she still just like hopping around walls? I don't remember what's going on with Penelope right now. P- Penelope was last shown mourning her relative, Polly, at the memorial service. Mm-hmm. And then just walking away to poison more men, I guess. <laughs> Well, over at the White Worm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Fangs and Tony are, are having a chat about how enough is enough because yes. they think the ghoulies are the ones that planted the bomb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we need to take care of this, especially because they have a new leader from Chicago named Twyla Twist. Twyla Twist, the Chicago ghoulie. Twyla Twist. <laughs> Twyla is a lot of fun. I'm excited to see more Twyla in the weeks to come. I just want, there's, Twyla's got to be connected to something. (laughs) Someone else or something crazy. There's got to be some reference here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, is it because we did like Dodger and, and all them? You think? Um, you think we went from the, the Oliver Twist names to just having someone named Twist? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Something. There's got to be something. Uh, so back at Thornhill. Cheryl's going to do um, a reversal curse. She's d- going to do a recursal. Recursal? Uh, <laughs> so she's got... She's going to recru- recuse herself. She's got uh, her candles lined up and her customized voodoo dolls of uh, Archie, Betty, and Jughead. And the Jughead one is very cute with a little crown. I love these rag dolls. <laughs> And so I, I would buy, I would buy these. If they made these, I would buy them. Oh, they're so cute. They're, they're so freaking cute. Like, I could make these for us, honestly. Mm-hmm. They'd be adorable. And each one gets laid down, yes, at the base of a red beeswax pillar candle. Because as Cheryl is teaching her young ward, Brit, uh, Britannia, you know, beeswax is, is a great to, to just suck them curses out. Like, like, like snake venom or something. And you gotta, like, clarify this because soy candles are so popular nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so Britta asks, do we now believe in magic and curses? What, what Where you, have you been? What do you call the army ghosts down in the mine? What do you, now when, we believe. When have we not believed in magic and curses? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what? And Cheryl just sort of shrugs and is like, yeah, I guess so. You know, strange things happen and, and I'm open to this new age of, of wonderment. Yes, you are very open to it. You are an actual sorceress. You are. You have a little cult of, <laughs> of witches. Well, that was River Vale where she really uh, uh, got that off the ground. But she did it, intend to build it. Yeah. That was only two days ago. She just hasn't yeah, had time. I guess. She I forgot guess. her intention to build it that she stated two days ago. Cheryl has a very short-term memory. <laughs> it's like very short-term. She just forgets it all. Uh, but in our next scene, we find out Archie has superpowers. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Archie has superpowers. That's like the A plot of this episode, if it has one. 
Well, so, so Betty's at the hospital, Archie's visiting, and she's fine except for a couple cracked ribs. And she's like, you know, Archie, if you hadn't have blocked me with your body, mm-hmm. I'd be dead. But, like, you're fine. So this is really weird. Anyway, but- how did that work? <laughs> So, so yeah, the, the story about uh, hiding under a table, a table that was equally destroyed as everything else, after all. And Archie shielding Betty with his, his body. Yeah, that's what actually happened. He just gave her a big special hug. And somehow <laughs> and he was came unhurt. A-OK. The, the cracked ribs were just because he, he, hugged, he hugged her, her too, too much. much. That's what I was going to say. It was just a little too hard of a hug. <laughs> wow. So this is this is a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. We're gonna explore it a little bit more later. Because so we have to go back to to Cheryl with uh seeing her candles stopped burning at some point. Yes. And so she yes. has to storm in and to to Nana Rose and Britannia and be like, which one of you Delilahs blew out my candles? While she stands in front of her fursona painting. Yes. I, I love the Cheryl Fox. And Nana's like, perhaps it was a night breeze. <laughs> and Cheryl's not having any of this bullshit. And she's like, if you blow out my candles again, I'm going to put a curse on you. Mm-hmm. And now I believe they're I, real. I believe in magic. In a young girl's heart. That girl is Britta, my apprentice. Okay. It's hospital time and Betty is checking out. With, with mommy. And she dresses exactly like her mother now. I don't know if I've ever really oh, noticed yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But seeing them side by side. Oh, yeah. Time skip Betty dresses just like her mom. Oh, yeah. She really likes her blazers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and as they are leaving, she she notices an orderly uh, who has a, a red aura around him. <laughs> yes, yes. And his name is Trevor. Trevor. The sinister name of Trevor. Trevor. <sighs> Meanwhile, at Tabitha's place, Jughead is is focused on the breakfast table, so focused he doesn't notice his phone ringing. And Tabitha finds this odd, and bro, you gotta set that to vibrate. It was half an inch who, from your hand. Who actually has their phones on a ringer? Especially after the whole thing with Betty's phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, let's remember that whole situation with the lollipop. This guy has been kidnapped so many times, he should just have it set to vibrate at all times. You you never know. You never know when you're snooping on someone. When you're going to have to hide behind a a countertop or something. You can't have your phone go off. Also, no one our age has their phone on. (laughs) I I forget what my ringer is all the time. And then like six months later, accidentally goes off. And I'm like, oh yeah, I sent it to that spooky Halloween one. (laughs) And so my phone just goes like, whoo. And the phone call that Jug had nearly missed was from the Wall Beat Journal. Yes. <laughs> and the Wall Beat Journal wants to feature his story about how Hiram is an asshole. Apparently the Wall Beat Journal has been trying to nail Hiram Lodge for years and they just couldn't get anything to stick. He was sentenced to two separate prison terms. <laughs> In the course of this program. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe look there, investigative journalists. Yeah, they are very good at their job. <laughs> See, the Wall Beat Journal is a spinoff of Tiger Beat Magazine. Oh! That's just for all the, like, 14-year-olds with investment portfolios. Oh. All the little Alex P. Keatons of the world. 
Veronica and Betty catch up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Betty fills Veronica in on like what happened, and they're both like, "Yep, it was Hiram." And Veronica's like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use all my resources to make sure he gets caught." And Betty's like, "That's great. The FBI is also using all of their resources too." This seems all really mean to do to a character whose actor is no longer around to defend himself. <laughs> We're just kicking the guy while he's fired. Well, retired. It's on to something else. Uh, so meanwhile, Archie is working out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, after he does a lot of uh, weight things. There are a lot of shots directly lifted from uh, Unbreakable. Oh. Yeah, which is good. I like that movie, too. This plot is, is, is Unbreakable. Because he goes to weigh himself. And he's like, I'm... I'm 193 pounds, and a week ago, I was 165. But he hasn't gotten any bigger. He's gotten heavier. Heavier. Denser. As a a high school graduate, he knows that that means he's denser. Yes. So uh, Alice fills Betty in on Mm -hmm. how, like, oh, man, it's so good you left the hospital when you did, because, like, right afterwards... Things like shit hit the fan, and they found a dead nurse with her throat slit in the dumpster. How about that, Betty? This is just what people talk about over coffee in Riverdale. Yes, yes. It's like, oh. Only one person died today. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Like, oh, you know, glad we didn't see that on our way out. Traffic would have been awful. All the serial killers are a metaphor for COVID. Yeah. 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 Uh, So Veronica calls up Hermosa Mm -hmm. and is like, hey. They got a manhunt for daddy, so I need you to, like, give me all the info on her, him. And she's like, great, I want immunity, I'll get you what you need. Uh, so, so Hermosa is going to deliver, in exchange for legal immunity, like, don't, don't give my name to the FBI, you watch out for me, all of daddy's hiding places where he would go to ground. Yeah. Over at the FBI, mm-hmm. Betty is there, and so is Glenn. And they have a huge task force. The, the office is bumping and buzzing. And, and Betty fills them in on everything, and they get off to work researching their files. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Betty's like, hey, Agent Lynn. Uh, There's also been an active murder uh, instead of the attempted one that has like nine agents. We need one agent for the actual murder. Could you help me out with that? Can, can you look up this dude named Trevor? <laughs> Just got a hunch about Trevor. Finding all of her serial killers is going to be so much easier with aura power. Yeah. As I learned from Aura Battler Dunbine. Reggie comes rushing into Veronica Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. is all like, okay, I told my dad I need a break from the car lot. So we are all good to go with this casino. I am ready. I am pumped. I am excited. And she's like, "Mm, there's some stuff going on with FBI. Yeah, I'm I'm reaching out to the underworld to to find Daddy. I'm I'm getting I'm calling in favors from Kate Beckinsale and Bill Nye. You know, come to think of it, there's also video of Hiram Lodge murdering a, a helpless guy in a nursing home. You know, we could get that to to the Wallbeat Journal. This is true. So so yeah, she she's like I'm I'm gonna put bounty on my dad's head, and yes. Reggie's like. Sure you want to do that? <laughs> and I'm like, why not? He's a pain in your ass. He's always coming after all of you. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this, let's just follow through with something. <laughs> Daddy has apparently crossed the uncrossable line of 
trying to kill Archie one more time than we were okay with. Well, it's because he actually tried to kill Betty. That that is new for him. That's true. That's what really crosses the line. She can deal with Archie almost dying. It's Mm -hmm, that she mm -hmm. she risks Betty's life. It's it's the collateral damage. Mm -hmm. They've been trying to be best friends since the very first episode. And half the time they are. Actually, it's really because of Bingo. (laughs) Veronica cannot handle. You broke four legs of a dog. A dog that was emotionally necessary for, for a wounded veteran. Betty, or Veronica cannot handle when any animal is upset. She has to always check the, that yeah, website. About, does the dog die? Does the dog die? Like, she she created that website, actually. She, <laughs> she finances them. She she pays for uh, their hosting fees. Well, it, it, it does turn a slim profit on all the ads she runs. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Veronica's smart. Uh, so back at the FBI... Uh, Betty is looking over the files, mm-hmm. and uh, Glenn walks in. Good old Agent Glenn comes in. He's okay. a little bit tipsy. And he's an asshole. Yeah. You know one thing your boss should never say to you about the guy you're seeing? He satisfies you? Really? That pipsqueak? <laughs> what are you All talking of those about? things. You shouldn't say any of those things. He's 190 pounds of very dense muscle. <laughs> And Betty sees his red aura. Yes, he begins to glow red. And she punches him mm-hmm. because he has a red aura. Actually, really, because he's an asshole. He did not need the aura to know this. <laughs> but the aura is what sends her over the edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, he's about to become hyper Glenn. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, and so she storms out, which is good. Mm-hmm, mm. So uh, back at... Uh, Andrew's household, Archie is there with Mary. Who has- she, she took an express flight to Riverdale. Yes. Uh, to look over her own property. She's very upset and she's like, Archie, it's not because it's the house. It's because you were here and you could have died. And like, quite frankly, how are you not dead? <laughs> Quote, how did you not die? And then she's like, you know what? It's your father. He He protected you. You know, Grandpa Artie could have been a ghost, too. You don't... It's not all about Dad. Or maybe I have superpowers, maybe Mom. Have Did superpowers. you ever think about that? Like, maybe it's me and not, like, a dead relative. You just <laughs> never believe in me, Mom. You never believe in my superhuman abilities. Come on, I can punch things real good. Come on, gamma irradiate me, Mom. Gamma irradiate me. <laughs> uh, so Veronica is meeting with uh her... Hitman. Her hitman. There's the word. Uh, Antole. Anatole the hitman. And so he has to ask up front, hey, you want me to scare him or you want me to kill him? And Veronica cannot bring herself to say, I want you to murder my father. She just sort of says, well, I don't want him to be able to hurt me or my friends ever again. And Anatole's like, okay, yeah, dead. That means dead. I'm going to kill him now. Cool. Great. He's very professional. And right after he leaves uh, to get on that task, uh, Veronica gets a call from Reggie, mm-hmm. and Reggie's dad has had a heart attack. Oh, no. Uh, which is very sad. It is. Because they were finally doing well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i always looking for, you know, a redemption and, and justice to be done, and heart attacks don't do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Fangs and Tony have a meeting at the White Worm mm-hmm. with Twyla. What neighborhood do you think Twyla lives in? Um, Humboldt Park? Humboldt Park. Yes. Yeah. Twyla deserves some good restaurants. Yeah, yeah, all right. Good restaurants, close enough to, like, cool hangout places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dressed like that. 
You yeah. gotta have cool hangout places. Yeah. I think that when you see them in the daylight, at least, the ghoulies all look like they belong to a ska slash grunge tribute band. Especially hers. Especially her ghoulies, yes. Yeah, hers very much look like a <laughs> the The season band. six ghoulies. Season three ghoulies, very different look, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Her little gang of ghoulies uh, that have accompanied her, I guess, from Chicago have lots of color mm-hmm, in their mm-hmm. ghoulie outfits. They kind of look like circus ghoulies. <laughs> they kind of look like Rufio's biggest fans. Yes. <laughs> if Rufio was edgier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to lean over the table and say, bangarang. And so the purpose of this meeting, I honestly don't know what the purpose of this know. meeting is. Other than but, for- but the effect of this meeting is Twyla just like coming clean and saying, all right, here's the deal. We are being paid by Hiram Lodge to do two things. The first thing is destroy the whole damn town. The second thing is kill this one redheaded child. And we're going to do that because he's gonna, paying us every week. That's it. That's the agenda. What, what are you going to do about it? It's a great time. We're totally down with this. So yeah, cards are on the table and Tony and Fangs are like, huh, okay. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and Twyla's like, you're not going to, you're not just going to like stab us or anything. You fucking suck at this. Okay, What's your problem? I, I guess we'll just leave. Okay, And I'll bye. walk close enough to you that you could have stabbed me from your chair, but you're not gonna, so... Dumbass serpents don't even sell weed for the last ten years. What the fuck? Uh, so over at the Andrews household, Archie is cleaning up. Remember, as- Tallboy? Tallboy wouldn't live for this shit. Right? Tallboy nearly beat a man to death in Jughead's, like, living room just because he didn't specifically say not to. <laughs> But yeah, Archie is is clearing out uh, rubble and, and debris and, and charred remains. And he, he brushes past a, a nail sticking out, which cuts his shirt, but his arm is totally fine. So he thinks, huh, I wonder. And he goes over to a board with a bunch of nails and he's like, you know what's a great idea? I'm going to push these nails back through the board with my palm <laughs> because I think I have superpowers. Hey, it works. And he's right. So then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go punch this wall a lot. Not, you know, the wall, not like drywall or anything that any normal no, person no, no. might have punched. The he, molding. He punches the door jam, the, the thick, solid planks of uh, the, that hold a door frame together. Yeah. Yeah, it, it crumbles. It looks really good. They they paid for that breakaway wood effect with all the money they saved on never having to do wound effects on Archie ever again. Yeah. His makeup artists were like, I'm sorry, if you give this boy one more scar, I'm quitting. Yeah, we can't keep track of them all. We ran out of Polaroids. They we, do not make them anymore. We This little Barbie doll that we have with Sharpie marks, we there's no space left. We're not doing this anymore. I will quit. When people come into my office, there's so many marks on this Barbie doll, they think it's something racist. It's all black now. I'm very embarrassed. Uh, so... Tony and Fangs uh, go to see Archie, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, Twilight Twist uh, told us that uh, she's going to kill you, so you need to leave Riverdale. Every ghoulie is professionally engaged to do a murder on you. So maybe you should leave. Maybe you should leave. And Archie's like, mm, uh, so where are the ghoulies hanging out nowadays? And they're like, down by the docks. And he's like, great, just, just so I know what neighborhood like to avoid. To not go to. I won't go to the docks. They don't have fun places to hang out like Humboldt Park. Since when does Riverdale have docks? That aren't just yeah. like where you launch your canoe. <laughs> you, you know, all the seaport like, shipping they do on this okay, <laughs> pleasant when, river. In a little 
while, we are going to go to these docks. Uh-huh. And these look like cannery docks. Like uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna uh, can some uh, Maine lobster here for for all the the freshwater salmon catch that they do every year. Oh, it's okay. really been keeping the the town afloat lately. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. those maple trees aren't doing so hot. But before we go to the docks, we got to go to Thornhill once again. The beeswax candles have been blown out. Somebody is sabotaging. And Cheryl's convinced it's Nana. And she tells Britta, quote, Time to catch the septuagenarian saboteur crimson-handed. Just talk normal. I'm glad you caught that, because I didn't even try with that one. Cheryl Blossom, just talk normal. She can't. What else is she? She needs... She has no hobbies. She has to, like, look up words in the dictionary and then change them. Turn them into sentences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You think she's filling out that dress with just her own body? No, that's all the the thesauruses stuffed in there. Yeah. So, uh, back at the FBI. Yes. Uh, Lynn's like, Betty, oh my gosh, you are so good at hunches. You are so right. That Trevor dude totally has a sketchy past. He's got a... Has quit a lot of jobs or been fired? Very spotty, yeah, work history. Just going from hospital to hospital with very short stays. Almost like... Pharmacy thefts keep getting covered up because that's a bad thing for a a hospital to have hit the news. Well, and he's also been like in jail before for some some Mm -hmm, drug related mm -hmm. charges. Um, And then she's like, oh, and like, by the way, Glenn, Glenn was saying some stuff about you. He was saying that you are really clumsy and uh, he totally railed you uh, because it's sundress season, but you broke his nose. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was telling us all that while we were working out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. FYI. <laughs> Which is totally normal. <laughs> and work appropriate. <laughs> uh, so uh, Archie decides instead of like staying away and waiting until waiting until they hear back from FP about reinforcements, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. going to walk straight to the docks and well, straight yeah. up to Twyla. Because and beat he's the Superman. shit out of them. Because he's Riverdale's own Luke Cage. What, he's gonna not do something? He He's just like, okay, so who put a bomb under my bed? Or do things have to get messy? And guess what? They get messy. Because when he goes back home, he's covered in blood. There's a lot of blood. While things are getting messy... We have a, a short hospital scene. Uh, uh, Reggie is in his father's hospital room, sitting by him while he is unconscious, uh, breathing through a tube. Uh, and Reggie's all like, you know, I thought we had more time. We were finally in a good place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is just so, so hard. And Veronica's like... This has inspired me to have one last total change of heart regarding my father. I must go now. And so she immediately tries to call Anatole, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I was just going to call you. It's done. <laughs> She's like, what? You're that fast? He's like, I'm a professional. I'm, I'm really good at killing people, Miss Lodge. This is my job. <laughs> you hired me because I am a professional. I provided good references. <laughs> you connected on LinkedIn. I'm good at this. This is my specialty. Murder. <laughs> Also, check your inbox for proof of the murder. And I'm like, maybe you're not a good professional. I don't think you should send that. It's encrypted. It's fine. I recognize the the, the, the like pull for the character. Like, if I do this, I will never, ever have 
the chance to, to you know, end things well with my father. You the, weren't gonna. But exactly. We've seen this too many times from her. I'm kind of like, thank God. It's out of your hands. Veronica can have a different storyline for once. And, and maybe that's why there, there's one last swing so there isn't closure so she can still have dad feelings. They're just going to have to stay put for a while. We, she isn't flipping around like a metronome every other week. Yeah. So uh, Archie, uh, while covered in blood, finds Betty waiting for him. And she's in like... In his office at the El Royale. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, are you okay? He's like, oh, like some ghoulies tried to mug me, but I'm fine. Uh, none of this is my blood. Yeah. Like, where are you hurt? Nowhere. It's not my blood. It's all their blood. It's fine. <laughs> Bro, you just admitted a lot of murder to an FBI agent, by the way. He never said they died. Yeah, but it's also not like Betty would care. Uh, so meanwhile, over at Pops, Jughead is mopping, and he does not hear a customer asking for a refill of coffee. And this concerns Tabitha and she corners him in the back and he's like, oh, I was like just in my head. And she's like, bullshit. Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me, Burger Boy. I know you. I know you. And so he's like, yeah, uh, my hearing, I've been noticing some hearing loss ever since the explosion. And I am very scared. He's come clean. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so meanwhile, over at the hospital, Trevor is walking down the hall and is confronted by Betty, who sees his red evil aura. Not yet. Not yet. Eh, she will once she starts talking to him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It takes like two seconds. She, it's fine. She, she stops in the hallway and is just playing it cool, like, oh, I've got some questions for, you know, all, all the staff who, who were on shift uh, during that unfortunate incident a few days ago. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard something about that. I'm happy to help. And so she she starts talking about his work history instead. And as he does, or she does that, he pulls a scalpel. And that's when he turns red. And that's when Archie grabs him and is like, drop it or I will break both your arms. And Betty's like, yeah. He will. He loves stealing drugs so much that he will murder for it instead of just saying, I want to talk to my lawyer. Excuse me. Goodbye. Yeah. That's an option open to you, Trevor. Uh, So Betty and Archie are now at the bar, I guess celebrating maybe breaking this guy's arms. Maybe. Archie threatened to. (laughs) And so Betty's like, Archie, since the explosion, I've been seeing people's energies. And he's like, But only evil people. Yes, only aggressive, dangerous energy. And Archie's like, oh, well, that's not that weird. Because since the explosion, I've been getting stronger and denser. And I think invincible? And this is really straining credulity because Archie's always been a pretty dense boy. And Archie stabs his hand with the scalpel, which he kept, and it breaks. Because he was planning this party trick, obviously. He's like, this will be good to show her that I am invincible. I will keep this. I will keep this this evidence <laughs> that he was going to commit harm. And so, I will instead yeah, yeah. stab myself right. in the hand at a bar. Did they book him for, like, uh, attempted assault with a weapon? And then, like, where's in the, the evidence weapon? locker. Yeah, where's the weapon at? And then Archie's the going to put the... the what if Archie, like, just stole another one? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, this is a coincidence. I, I was keeping this. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No matter what, it breaks on his hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
while she has been telling him about all of the auras she's seen, you know, Trevor twice, once after this, the murder, once before the assault. And also when Glenn was was really drunk and trying to get handsy at the office and Archie's like, well, what? And she's like, da, 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 da. I got this. It's fine. Don't go break him. It's, it's all being handled through official channels. Uh, so that night at about 3 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl watches Britta walk down the hallway in a very, like, tuberculosis Victorian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. girl red nightgown. Uh, and she goes and she blows out the candles. Yes. It is Britta. It is not Nana Rose. Or is it? Because when Cheryl confronts her and is like, Britta, what'd you do that for? A voice that is not Britta's voice says, I'm not Britta. Yeah, I think we believe in curses now. I think we do. Think so. Think thanks. Think so. And so Cheryl's like, oh, Abigail. And then we go to commercial. And why was this not the end of the episode? Any other show. This Any would be show. the end of the episode. No, no, be no, like, no. Oh. We're like halfway or something. <laughs> so then we come back. And Cheryl goes to Nana, and she's like, something's wrong with Britta. When she spoke, her voice, her eyes, her soul, I think it's Abigail. And Nana Rose is counseling her like, oh, child, I was afraid this might happen. I I think when we invoked the curse, when we read the incantation off that uh, uh, parchment, which, by the way, has been burned by Nana Rose uh, in the day between... uh, uh, Because it upset Cheryl so much. Yeah. So uh, she's like, oh, I think, you know, Abigail's spirit entered her. And Cheryl's like, Nana... To free Britta, do we need to perform an exorcist? And Nana's like, oh, no, no, we must perform a banishment. Sometimes Nana Rose is the only person who really understands what this show is. And that's why I love her. Also, what do you mean? Like, do we believe in magic? It's fucking Nana Rose who's like, oh, (laughs) sweet child, this marionette has the soul of your long lost triplet and my husband. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that turned out to be fake. Yeah, but like, you thought it would be real. Everyone thought it'd be real. It seemed pretty real until it was fake. It seemed really fucking real. Okay, but like, that's the type of shit we deal with. Mm -hmm. We believe in everything here. So, uh, Archie and his mother are still clearing out the house, trying to make it habitable again. Hopefully, they've talked to an insurance adjuster, my god. And then, uh, this, this strange man walks in and closes the door behind him. One of them English men. And, uh, he's like, oh, is anyone home? My name is Percival. And I've recently moved here. I think, you know, I'm looking for a home and I would like to buy this from you. Surely, surely with all of the murders we've had over, over and the, the depopulation and the, the hard, hard times hitting Riverdale, there are empty houses that are intact and standing. Yeah. Surely. And so he's like, you know, would you consider selling? And Mary's like, yes. And Archie's like, no, I- at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he gives them his card that uh, has his his name of Percival Pickens. Yes. I'm like, oh shit, this, okay. So not, I don't know, it could be the devil. We could have the devil here. But I'm like, okay, so this- <laughs> We've this, already met the devil. This, he didn't look quite like this. This is some weird fucking dude- Maybe he's Who knows cousin. that this house gives superpowers. Ooh. 
I guess that's a prediction. He's trying to assemble, like... So So this is like a backdoor tie into the Doom Patrol, basically. Yeah. He's going to try to kill people in ways that don't technically kill them. And uh, Yeah. Doom Patrol is a really good show. People should watch that show. They should. <laughs> they should. They should also just, like, read Doom Patrol. I don't think any of the runs are bad, honestly. It's great. So after Weird Dude leaves, we yes. uh, go check in with the FBI. And yes. Glenn comes into work. And he's like, where's all the dudes? They all got reassigned to other things because... It's hire more women prison guards, the, the show now. Uh, it's an all-woman FBI team here in Riverdale. Because Betty talked to the director um, mm-hmm, and got mm-hmm. everyone reassigned, and um, Glenn is now at the center of a sexual harassment investigation with the FBI. And Betty, like, acts like this is a power play, like Glenn's going to get everything he deserves, and he better watch out, his whole career is ruined. Betty apparently doesn't know how life works. Yeah, she gives him a little shoo-shoo, like, the idea, the idea that an FBI, or any law enforcement body for that matter, that their sexual harassment uh, procedures are going to do anything, that is less likely than witch ghost possession, thank you very much. I I would, uh, I don't know, maybe do some magic to Glenn. <laughs> I think there's better outcomes to At come there. At least magic works. Jughead's at the hospital and Tabitha was waiting for him mm-hmm. and he comes out. And she's like asking him, you know, what did they say? What's going on? And he's like, I, I can't really hear you. But he fills her in that he has a 98% hearing loss in one ear and 87% in the other Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there is like a, a tears start to well up, but she hugs him before, you know, he can see him. Because we're going to get this. We're going to get through this together, Burger Boy. I love you, Burger Boy. Yeah. 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 And again, much like invulnerability, deafness is a disability that the able-bodied can portray on TV very cheaply. Oh, yeah. There, There's no like prosthetics or special effects required. Just a little bit of sound design. Yeah. So... Uh, Archie and Mary, uh, go to the White Worm for lunch. Yes. It's the brightest it's ever been in there. <laughs> I guess they have daytime lighting and nighttime lighting. Yeah. They, they turn up the lights higher in the basement underground with no windows, just so you know it's lunch service. So Archie's like, hey mom, how about you just sell the house to me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, you want to live in the same house your whole life? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously. Have you met him? Yeah. It's the only thing he's wanted his whole life. I want to do that. That's the thing I want to do. Wants to live in the house that grandpa built and dad made a home. And now Archie has to rebuild because it exploded. Yeah. 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 But at least as far as demo goes, he's got it. He'll punch all those walls apart. Yeah. We're making wide open floor plans. He's been watching a lot of HGTV. Uh, So Veronica is crying over the loss of her father when Reggie walks in and she immediately hides that she's crying. And we find out that... Papa Reggie is fine. He's going to be fine. He's, he's on get the mend. This. Just, you um, know, a few more days. You know how bad heart attacks can be, but he's, he's going to make it. And he's like, you know, are, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I called it off. Just wanted you to let you know, like, you were right. Um, I, I called things off with my father. And, and he is so proud of her for not doing a murder. He's like, I knew you weren't that person. And I'm like, Veronica's killed other people. Like, this is a thing. And, and we do not know that the guy she burned alive in Le Bonnui died. Oh, we, he told, we never on. saw a dead body. No confirmation. 
that's a lie that's going to come back and bite her in the ass <laughs> um, in one to two episodes. I'm surprised it doesn't in this one, that this show's pace. Right? Uh, so over at the Blossom household, Britta is tied up. and Britta, she, Britta Abigail is Britta tied up. Britta Abigail. Abigail. And she is yelling, untie me, you wretched women. <laughs> but they are not going to untie her. They are going to begin the banishment ritual, which starts with lighting a lot of candles around her. And then it makes Britta think that she's being, Britta Abigail think that she's being burned alive again. So yes. she starts yelling, it burns. She has some traumatic fi- memories of fire, clearly. Uh, while Cheryl uh, apparently has some trauma associated with clothes from the last 100 years. What is she wearing? What is this? Lots of things. (laughs) And so uh, she starts yelling, leave this child and return to the realm of the dead. While Nana is muttering some fake Latin nonsense under her breath to, to keep the ritual going. And then Britta comes back to us, and she is so confused. And there's this ominous insert shot of Nana clutching the familial spider brooch in her hand. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, And then Twyla calls Tony, and she's like, that fucking redhead came and beat up my dude, so now we are coming for all of you. We're going to murder you. We're going to murder your baby. Blah, blah, blah. And Tony hangs up, and she's like, fucking Archie. He went and did something. And, and Fangs comes over like, what? You mean Archie did something really short-sighted? And he made problems? Yeah. Unheard of. Whoa. Yeah, and now we're at war. <laughs> uh, so so meanwhile, uh, Glenn, I guess, is picking up his, his personal effects from the FBI office and, like, waiting for the elevator when Archie walks off. And Glenn's like, oh, no. And Archie's like, oh, yes. So Glenn might be dead. Archie's been doing a lot of vicious beatings ever since he cannot be bruised or cut or wounded in any way. Uh, so then we're back at the Blossom household and we see Cheryl blowing out the anti-curse candles. Yes, because Abigail is in Cheryl now and Nana made it that way. She subverted the banishment to just make her jump into Cheryl, which is apparently plan A. The it whole Brita thing was an accident. She was supposed to enter... Cheryl, which is the proper vessel. Mm-hmm. They are identical, after all. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that is because Nana was saying an incantation during it all that, like, got everything fixed to rude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's very happy. So then we gotta go check in on Tony and Fangs, who have Kevin over. And, and now Kevin... I'm upset about Kevin, because Kevin is being told to put all of his dreams on hold because the important people need a babysitter. <laughs> I am actually okay with this because Kevin is staying to take care of the child that was supposed to be part his. That is true. And he seems really fucking smitten with that baby and happy to do it for the first fucking time since it was born. (laughs) He has avoided that child and now he seems like a proper uncle. Not to nitpick, but he was even avoiding the pregnancy. Like, Yes. Yeah. So, so okay, I, and, I see and that. And Kevin I see says that. that he is going to protect that baby with his life. And I believe it. I'm waiting for a scene where he has the baby and, I don't know, he finds, like, a sword or some shit. <laughs> because he was teaching the baby, like, griffins and gargoyle-like shit. Yes, yes. And then he, like, has to, like, wail on a ghoulie to protect baby Anthony. Did anyone tell Kevin that someone specifically threatened to murder this baby? Oh, no. Okay, so so when he says, with my life, he, he, he's speaking metaphorically. Yeah, he doesn't know how he bad He has no is. idea how serious <laughs> that promise might be. No idea how, that there's a war. He thinks it's that uh, 
uh, Tony and Faze are just kind of tired and they, they need uh, a little bit of a, a, a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the ruined remains of the Ar- uh, of the Andrews home, Archie is signing some paperwork from his mother with being witnessed by an estate agent, I guess, to file this. Yes. Uh, and she says, you know, congratulations, you are now the owner of this structure. Because you can't really call it a house at this point. Yes. Meanwhile, Veronica gets a call from her sister who's like, what the fuck? You killed daddy. You know what? <laughs> I now got a hit out on you. I hate this because so i'm annoying. afraid that it means i'm afraid that it means oh you thought we got rid of Hiram? no we just swapped him for hermosa they're gonna be functionally identical nothing has actually changed we just let mark consuelos not be on the show anymore but but hermosa is gonna come be the exact same person here's what i also hate hermosa why the fuck did you give her any intel if you cared about your daddy that much the FBI was either going to put him into jail or they were going to shoot him trying to chase him down to put him in jail. I didn't think you'd use all the secret information I passed you. I didn't think you meant it. Like, what is this nonsense? I thought last time we checked you didn't like him. Like, what the fuck? It's a complicated, strained family relationship. There's a difference between I want him to get his comeuppance and I want him six feet under. And everybody thought they were on one square when they were really on the other. People really need to understand what they feel about their family members. Yeah. But that's the thing about a murder. There's no takebacks. Usually, we are in a new kind of Riverdale. And uh, so meanwhile, Archie and Betty are together. And they're all like, she's all like, you know, if something's happening to us, I think we should face it together. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of worried that he might hurt her because he's getting all like dense and invincible. She's like, I don't care. I think we should be together. And he's <laughs> like, you really think we should be together? Even though I'm like an unemployed construction worker with a really big mortgage and i'm like what the fuck archie you have like 25 jobs yeah he also says he's an unemployed non-union construction worker like why the fuck don't you have a union you could just join the union or recognize that you're not a worker you own the company you own the company archie you also run the fire department yes and you have this gym and like so many other fucking things what do you mean you are unemployed all you four, have- all four members of the town council are your personal friends. Can you ask for just the slightest stipend as as chief of the volunteer fire department, please? Also, like you're kind of employing yourself and like f- fixing your house. I'm just gonna say you're gonna be busy, but you have like 20 <laughs> other jobs. You're also a teacher, aren't you? Still a teacher? <laughs> Were you a teacher? Everyone was a teacher. I don't remember. You coached football. Don't they pay you to do that? He has so many jobs he doesn't remember any of them. So that he You can... also were a miner. Are we done mining? Are we gonna go back to mining things? He's got to like sublet this as he's gotta make the building work for him. He's going to be an illegal Airbnb landlord running five different rooms in this house while he's doing all these other jobs. And I also I'm sorry. Like we we do we believe in magic now? Do we not remember anything with the mine? Or was that Rivervale? That wasn't Rivervale, that, right? That was Riverdale. Riverdale that has the Riverdale. mine. That the was Riverdale. That was the mine where the he was explicitly mine. working for free and for twelve-hour days. And there were fucking ghosts. And Cheryl had to go like say some fucking incantations with her little people. And now we're like, oh, we believe in magic. What was that? What was that? 12-hour unpaid shifts is what it was. It is all coming back to me, and I am getting so pissed about this episode now. 
I don't remember like any of this until now. So they get a phone call. They get a phone call and uh from the vet. From and guess what? Bingo's okay. Bingo's okay. Bingo's four fucking broken legs are totally healed. He is totally fine. He can come home. It's been three days. It's been three that days. Means that, that the magical superpowers didn't just go to Archie and Betty. It went to Bingo. But you know what? But Jughead just got his brain fucked up. Not necessarily his brain. It's more like his ears. His auditory system. Yes. How How do they know that Bingo's better? Did they just x-ray him for fun? Again, yeah. <laughs> I think so. He's not going to tell you, I feel like my bones are set. Hey, hey, everybody. Like, how would they know also? Because, like, he was probably so drugged up. It's not like he was really, like, walking around in his little cast. Did they just, like, on a whimsy, like, you know what? I got a feeling this dog is fine now. (laughs) Is it the final scene now? We finally come to the last scene Mm -hmm. where Glenn is leaving Pops with some food with his arm in a sling. He's not dead. He's not dead. He just got a little bit fucked up and decided to hang out in town long enough to drive away after dark. I don't know. Well, it took him a while at the hospital. Like, he had to get discharged, and now he's kind of hungry. That's why he spent so much time. He he was getting... uh, He He had to get x-rays. Yeah. Uh, And so, he gets in his car. TBK pops up in the back seat. Yeah. And this is how you know Glenn is a dude. He did not check the back seat when he was getting in the car. Glenn is a dude. This is true. That's why he's not allowed to work in the Riverdale FBI office anymore. Well, I was going to no be dudes like, allowed. if, if, if it, this was uh, Glennis, yeah. uh, Glennis would have checked the back seat as she was getting in the car and she would have been like, oh no, there's a creeper in my back. I'm not going to get in my car. I'm going to go back into that restaurant. It would be a very different scene if Glennis was leaving, leaning over Betty and like, that, uh, that guy, really? He satisfies you? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Glenn's a dum-dum who didn't look at his back seat like a lot of the population knows to do. So TBK, having like levered up like a windshield wiper, now sitting vertically is like, hey, you shouldn't have disrespected Betty like that. And he and he chokes Glenn out, presumably- With a trash bag. yes. Presumably dead this time, suffocated in a trash bag. Um, I would like to call out the fact that uh, Glenn is not TBK. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You were wrong. Sometimes, sometimes I think somebody on the writer's team watches the show and, and they insert little things to make us happy. And then sometimes I think they do it to spite you. Sometimes they, they make, they, they do things just to make me angry, just to make me very you deeply so, angry. You were so sure. If TBK was revealed in season five, it would have been Glenn. It would have been. Yeah. But now they've got a a whole new season, whole new plans. They got to swerve on you. It's not Glenn. What if TBK is Marsha Lynn? Mmm. Betty's FBI friend. Different build. She can pad. (laughs) (laughs) It's 360 degrees. Pad everything. (laughs) She's got like a little padding suit. She wears football pads (laughs) under flannel to become TBK. And that is the end of this episode. That's the end of the episode. Welcome back to the show. Uh, uh, so, darling, what did you think of chapter 101? Unbelievable. Oh! It moved really fucking fast. <laughs> it's Riverdale. I mean, yeah, it is. 
I wasn't sure if my like fingers could keep up and if they were going to cramp because they're not used to it. <laughs> but they did. I've, I've apparently kept them like, with all that wordle, the wordles kept them in shape. You got to do stretches. Yeah. 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 Have they forgotten what's happened in this show? Again, again, I there is a utility in having an on-ramp and having a little bit of a, a take a step back and run up into it. It, it. Like, if you remember what happened, it's annoying. If you are, say, an after-the-fact binge-watcher who isn't taking months in between at this point, it's and annoying. And talking about it after. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is what it is. In those contexts, it's stupid and kind of sucks. <laughs> but bingo's okay. But bingo's great. Bingo's okay. Big, big love to Bingo. What did you think? It's strange that I think of all of the season beginnings, which, Rivervale aside, and I think we all can put Rivervale aside for these purposes, it is a season premiere. Yeah. And comparing it to the others, aside from season five's very special case as well, uh, uh, it's the most invested in the previous season. Yeah. Rather than taking a step forward and doing something new. Like, this whole Hiram plot is essentially relitigating the season five finale. You are, you won. You beat Hiram. You got rid of him. And then we have another episode to, to, to really do it and kill him dead this time. Yeah. It's, it's repetitive is what it is. It's so strange too. Cause like, we, I didn't rewatch anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. leading up to this. When did that, episode final episode like happen like like air date yeah like how long ago was that october 6th 2021 so i'm trying to remember shit that happened in october or earlier and i was like wait what like (laughs) i I freaking love rivervale like for the most part it was fun Mm -hmm. it was especially the odd numbered ones yes (laughs) but it is like it's kind of it's weird coming back into it and like oh we're like oh we're questioning magic and shit. <laughs> and wait, are you Penelope like, alive? Seriously, and what's happening? Everybody outside of Thornhill is perfectly allowed to question magic mm-hmm. because they they don't know. But but the blossoms know. Like they know. They know. And it's it's kind of a weird thing where I'm like, yeah, Tony didn't take her baby to the woods to try to <laughs> yeah. you know get rid of its coop. Like, part of my feeling that this episode is still really tied to season five threads, though, is part of one of the big things we said about the season five finale is how much of it in turn felt like uh, uh, the season six premiere. How much of it was invested in, in between all the Hiram business, saying, this is what this character is going to do in the future, and this is starting this plot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like Kevin, like uh, redefining and, and strengthening the Southside Serpents for the new decade, you know. Yeah. Which which we are following up on, I guess. I still don't know what a good serpent is that they're trying to make, but it is at least one that doesn't get killed by a ghoulie. I know that. And that sounds important. <laughs> I got, I got some questions. I got a question, too. Do you have any predictions? Okay. So, my first prediction. Archie is on this, I got superpowers, I can fuck people up thing. Yeah. Fuck them up real good. Betty's gonna see his aura change. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That could get in, in the way of things. I think Archie is going to get so dense, so heavy, that he will no longer have the strength to, like, pick himself up off the ground. He's going to jump in a pool to try to save someone and drown. Like, yeah, th- this is the curse. He will be crushed by his own power. So 
Bingo. Uh huh. Super, like, I guess his superpower is that he heals really fast. So does that mean he can't die? Bingo is Wolverine. <laughs> is is Bingo become immortal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He can't die. He will be the new like hot dog. Except they don't have to get a new one. It'll just <laughs> always be Bingo. <laughs> there doesn't have to be like Bingo 2.0. Like the question is the big question hanging over uh the, this plot following three of our our main characters is is this some bit of like river veil leaking in through the uh, uh explosion to like touch them with supernatural gifts or is this the curse manifesting and if it's the curse what does bingo have to do with that bingo's a dog bingo's ancestors didn't do shit to abigail blossom that's why i think it has to do with something not the curse it has right. to do with yeah. the, the property the house stuff bleeding through it's it's a Thin point something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I do wonder. And this is kind of a prediction-y thing: is Jughead's hearing loss? Yes. Is this actually going to lead to some type of like superpower for him? Is he going to be an opposite daredevil? Mm-hmm. He he loses his hearing, and all of his other senses get so supercharged. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was like I was like, so is this? Well, granted, it could be a you know really interesting storyline of just following him through. You know, this ordeal. It could be, but, but, you know, how has Riverdale treated substance abuse, yeah, for instance? they're not going to do a good job of it. Yeah. So I really hope, because they'll do a much better job of him having, like, some superpowers that come with him losing his hearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hope that's what's happening. Because I, it's whatever this this blast was, maybe it, like, like... Remember, this is the show that has to, like, stop in its tracks and turn to the camera and say, we're still LGBT. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not cover any type of death culture here. So, let's go with... Yeah, he's gonna get some superpowers. Superpowers, super definitely. He's gonna have, like, x-ray vision or something out of this. So, the, this Percival, Percival Pickens. Yeah. Clearly descended from... Colonel Pickens, the founder of Riverdale. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to have yet another plot about yet another original sin Ooh. of this town, perhaps relating back to the town's uh, uh, colonial days and, and more of the history we learned about back in, you know, the Pickens Day stuff in season two. And Tony gets to be more of an advocate for her, her uh, native ancestry and tying that back into the serpents again. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so what if there there was some type of artifact? An artifact, magic under, artifact. Under the Andrews household, and when the bomb went mm. off, it it, act, awoke. it awoke it. And, and, and that's it, like, why it resonated with a sympathetic artifact in, in the Pickens family. And that's how vault. he knew, and yes. he came, and that's why he wants to buy the house because it's still there under the house. And what happened with the explosion was it, it sent it. It's, it's particles or whatever, and anyone that it hit, which would have been the three of them plus Bingo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got superpowers. I like it. I love it. I like this. This is what's going on. I think that one of Nana's spells allows her to see across dimensions. Mm. So Nana watched River Vale Nana during the witch episode. Oh. And she has been inspired to steal a young body from Abigail and live forever. She could have tried to just implant her brain in Cheryl and, and just take the body that way. But no, Cheryl would see it coming. She knows Nana's tricks. What if she swapped with her mirror twin? Oh, what if this is Rivervale Nana in yeah. Riverdale? Yeah. Ah. Um, FP's coming back. FP's coming back. For a visit. Yes. 
He's got to save that baby. Well, He's that baby's god grandpa. Tony and Fangs are all like, oh, I've got waiting for FP for reinforcements. If we're name dropping him, there is a good chance. And then uh, we make a jelly bean. I think Betty is going to become head of the FBI because TBK will kill all of her superiors all the way up the chain. Yeah. And I think this is his plan. So I, this isn't a prediction, but it's a question for you. Okay. Now that your theory on TBK is gone. Yeah. Who's TBK? Uh, any of her male relatives back from the dead. And that's why he wears the mask all the time and why he's so obsessed with Betty. It's, it's, uh, the return of, of, uh, the black mask or it's Charles or it's, it's Chick. Chick would have put on a lot of weight to become <laughs> TBK, but I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's not because that'd be boring. <laughs> well, excuse me. Who do you think it is? I just want Edgar to come back. <laughs> I, I have no, no theory about why it would be. I just want him to come back. Just wishful thinking. Just wishful thinking. I want to see Chad Michael Murray's abs. Well, you won't see him on TBK. <laughs> He's a stock, he's a very broad guy. He might pad. You know what? Throw them off the scent. Yeah. It could be Kevin wearing padding. I don't know. That's true. I think it's definitely 100% Kevin. Twice. <laughs> New theory. It's Kevin. That's why he can't go to New York. He's too busy killing people. Too busy killing people. Betty, I miss when we would hang out. I killed so many people just so you'd spend time with me in my dirt hole. <laughs> Let me bring you some milk. Let's play board games, Betty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about what we know is going to happen next week's episode. is called Death of a Funeral, named for the 2007 comedy directed by Frank Oz. That's right. Miss Piggy made another movie without puppets in it. Or it's 2010 remake starring Chris Rock. Oh. Meanwhile, unbelievable this week's episode, if it is named after a film, is probably the, the recent... Netflix very heavy subject matter drama starring uh, the the girl from Booksmart and uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Tony Collette as her mother. She could just be the girl from Booksmart. We don't we have to can talk. Ju- we don't have well, to talk about Dear Evan Hansen the movie. But uh, unless you do, people might think you're talking about the other girl from Booksmart, the brunette from Booksmart. Yes. yes. Can the, we go with that? The lesbian from Booksmart, not the uh, cousin of Jonah Hill from Booksmart. Yes. Yes. There's always a way to not talk about Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Just gonna say. Yep. Uh, until it is, of course, this year's musical episode. God fucking damn it. No. No. Truck. Uh, so. Can we do Tick, Tick, Boom? They can all sing about how they're gonna be 30. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, not a bad idea. We can do a time skip and they can really be 30. Speaking of movies, you you think uh, uh, the FBI office is all ladies because uh, uh, Lily Reinhardt had such a positive onset experience in the stripper movie? Stripper movie was pretty good. It was pretty good. I if don't you know what it's see, called, but it was pretty good. If you want to see Lily Reinhardt puke like eight <laughs> times minimum, that's the movie for you. She's great at it. <laughs> She's great at constantly puking. She's constantly puking. I don't remember what that movie was called. Hustlers. Hustlers, yes. That's what it was. Hustlers and Magic Mike have told me that the only language through which film can talk about uh, the 2008 financial crisis and its fallout is people taking their clothes off for money. 
Magic Mike is a great movie. I right? was trying to convince your family of this right? at book club. Magic Mike XXL, also a great movie. For different reasons. I was like, you know, you all should really watch it. It's yes. really great. Multiple reasons why. Oh, yeah. Um, But, like, I was like, you know, if you want financial crisis. Hell, like, they should watch how, Hustlers. How See really Lily Reinhardt puke all over everybody. Abusive people, you know, situ- these situations can be for, for people in these careers that are seen as, like, less than. She's got a tiny dog. She does have a tiny dog. You see her character's apartment for, like, two seconds, and she lives inside Instagram. Yeah. She lives in a, a cottagecore dream apartment, apparently. I love her character <laughs> in it. It's so perfect. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about the trailer. Oh, for, yeah. For, yes, next week's episode, Death at a Funeral. There's and a there, funeral. There's a big funeral. Uh, uh, Veronica is y- yugulgalizing her father. <laughs> uh Betty and the FBI are both after TBK. Archie gets knocked out at some point, or at least knocked over, and he meets TBK. Uh, Jughead seems to be coping uh, poorly. With with his uh, uh, medical condition, uh, Hermione comes back, and they are definitely filming the funeral for uh, the Real Housewives of New York, which is a great wrinkle. That uh, I'm very much looking forward to that angle in that episode. Yeah, uh, Archie seems to be with TBK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you said that romantically. Yes, <laughs> they're gonna smooch. And a huge gust of wind blows in the windows behind Abigail. Abigail and Cheryl's body. Obviously. It's spooky time. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we know. Indeed. Indeed it is. That is it. So, again, brand new season-ish. Rivervale really throws a wrench in what is a beginning and what's an ending, after all. I don't fucking know. Uh, But we're going to treat it like it is and say thanks for joining us on our season six proper journey as, as we kick things off. That makes this the perfect time to leave us a a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else gives you the option. It helps us out a great deal uh, in the eyes of our robot masters. And I I like reading them. It's fun. It's nice. It's good. Yeah. You can also tell a friend. Word of mouth does a lot of good. So much good. Yeah. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter at... Sex underscore Archie. Mm-hmm. That has been going this whole time. If you thought after the previous episode, oh, I'm going to have to wait three months for more of, of these people talking about Riverdale or whatever else comes across their mind Archie related, you're wrong. And you should follow us on Twitter because that's where the action happens. So much action. Even more now that the show is back. Yes, but it never really went <laughs> away. It's, it's more of a dip than, than, a, than a stop. Yeah. Yeah. A little dip de doo So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And once again, from us here at Sex Archie. How did you not die? I'm Grant. And oh, I did that. No, that was right. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, let's try that again.